0: Welcome to the PDR Workshop Podcast, where we provide information about the paintless dent removal process, anywhere from the best business practices, tech tips, and even tool recommendations. Don't forget, you can always join us and engage with the community during our live show every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. Thank you for listening and enjoy. All right, I want to welcome everybody to tonight's PDR Workshop live show where me and Dave O are going to discuss uh, what is the best work vehicle for a paintless dent repair technician. Uh, Before we go into our topic, um, we always uh, talk about some tools, our favorite tools of the week. We've changed that a little bit and uh started to bring you guys more tools because you seem to like the tools so dave do you want to say anything before we get into the tools
1: yeah so i'd actually like to introduce uh right now currently our two new sponsors and uh one being dentcraft pdr tools and uh, the second being blem tool company so we want to thank them uh for sponsoring the show that allows us to keep this uh going and provide value to you guys with uh you know just keeping it free, just keeping it, um, engaging. And so, uh, if you guys want to, uh, support them, uh, and help support us, just go to the links in the description below, Deadcraft PDR tools and blend tool company at the PDR stool tour dot uh, PDR tool So, uh, thank you guys for that. And, uh, let's get to it.
0: Yeah. It was, it's because of them. Um, because of the support that you guys show the uh, you know, give to the show, uh, they reached out to us and we re- yeah, we reached out to them and um, we actually have a third Dave and it's um we just uh, got the approval to date it is mobile tech rx go figure They're probably one of the best uh, paintless dent repair app company at least I feel uh that uh, that that they are um, they, my entire company runs it I know Dave your your uh, your company runs it uh, he will be on next week to answer it any of you guys' questions? Um, so I can't, I'm, I won't talk about that because I don't want to pull the cat out of the bag because he's got a lot of good, juicy stuff coming for that app. So let's get started with this show, Dave. You want to go first with the tools or you want me to?
1: Yeah, no. So I actually, uh, I'll go first. Um, there's a tool that I used this week that was uh, very beneficial. Um, I was actually working on a F 150 bedside and uh and i was going through the top of the rails there where you take the plastic cover off on the bedside and the tool that i needed was this ford tool
0: they literally call it the ford tool
1: it's called the ford tool (laughs) uh i don't remember where i got this i got this a long time ago Um, but it's a simple 90 degree bend and then you're able to uh you're able to put a push cap at the end here if you'd like but i typically just use tape so uh, but this was able to sneak down into those, uh, holes, factory holes at the top of the bedside, and then also give me enough leverage with the pushing power, uh, up top with the handle here. So, um, I just remember this is what I was given. It's called a Ford tool. And, uh, I love this thing there. I think a one makes a replication of this, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But, uh, yeah, if you guys can find this tool somewhere, I know someone makes a copy of it and, uh. Yeah, this is a great tool. I it's love this thing. Like
0: a, a standard like hook tool, but just with it,
1: a- it does. But it has this triangle handle. It's half inch. It doesn't have any flex to it. It's. Uh, I mean, it's. It's just one of those tools that like.
0: It's the stuff that you don't see that makes that makes it. it work and
1: it's yeah it just works it works so typically yeah. like I said I put tape at the end of this, um but yeah that's what I was called a Ford tool. All
0: right, That's good. That's
1: it. Yeah, that's all I got
0: right now. I have two tools. Um, I'll show you the first one. I've had this for a very long time. This is... uh, It's just a tip holder. Uh, But if you get the kit... I bought the kit. I always buy the kit for my guys um, from Ultra Dent Tools. Um, But if you get the kit, it's actually magnetic. So pretty much for like the first month of using this, I would screw it in. Just like a standard... like tip holder and i'm like man it's not going down and come to find out it's magnetic (laughs) all you gotta do is just drop them in and they stay and man i've i've enjoyed just this tip holder um because it's such a simple tool i'll go over some of the tips that i have this is the ultra tip i believe um their little push cap uh tip i don't know where i got the stub this is the stub that i was talking about i think either one of my videos or one of the um the live shows. This may be a PDR finesse. This works well. Um, when you, when you're trying to um, do the limbs, if the length is the problem, I don't know if a cap goes on that. I always use it bare metal or with tape. Um, this is the VIP knockdown. Um, I don't use much. Uh, I just don't like them honestly, or I just don't know how to use them, I guess. But anyway, uh, this is, I think comes with the kit from ultra. Um, this is the dent craft. No, this is the ultra. I think these are the ultra kind of soft, soft tips. And these are the dent craft balls that I use a lot for some of the heavy, heavy um damage uh repairs. I actually want a bigger one. I want a two-inch one. I
1: really enjoy those rubber tip balls. Yeah, obviously yeah, they put they move a lot of metal.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And you always have to have an R4. With the cherry, uh, this this is uh, kind of like the new tip. I haven't used this tip. Uh, I guess I started jumping on this. About, when you came, Dave, you started using a bunch of these little R4s, and I, I started to go buy them, and, and man, they're such a versatile uh, tip. And then the edgy tip, I always keep a tape uh, or vice versa. It doesn't really matter. similar to this one, but edgy has a little lip on his so that the cap doesn't always come off. Uh, so that's it. That's what's on my kind of my daily uh, tip holder. Now, the second tool that I have is the new Stucky um hole straightener, and I'm trying to check the website to see the price. Oh, back to the interchangeable tip, guys. This is $70 and it comes with a bunch of those tips. So, it comes with one, two, and I think three, I think three or four. Um, so it's kind of well worth it. But the Stucky Hole Straightener, it's not on their website. Uh, at least I haven't. I don't see it. But it's a new tool. I don't know if it's out yet. But it basically um, allows you, if you if you deform any kind of uh, hole, trying to gain access to a dent, uh, this does a phenomenal job straightening that hole. Uh, there, if you go to um, my video of the MTE, you'll see it in action. And I mean, that thing is flush after he's done uh, working it for, you know, like 10 seconds, Uh very um, creative tool. And this is the Stucky, a uh, uh, hole straightener. And I, I believe it's only going to be about 75 bucks.
1: Nice. It looks like it's well-made.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And it looks, I say it'll probably can go into a, Maybe a three eighths hole. That probably is the biggest hole that you can put this in. So, none of the little small ones. That's it. That's all I have for the tool. (laughs) Nice.
1: Well, should we get into the topic here?
0: I think so. A lot to talk. We have a lot to talk about.
1: (laughs) We do. We do. Uh, So, you know, we decided to to go over what we feel is the best paintless Debt repair work vehicle. Uh, I know throughout my career, I've worked out of numerous vehicles, uh, some having um, easier access to tools, some not, uh, some with better gas mileage, some with just better form over function. Um, and right now, I currently have a Ford Transit and I have zero complaints with that vehicle. Uh, but there are a couple vehicles that before I finally was able to get uh, this one for the company, uh that i was working on of uh the most recent one before this was a honda element and uh it was a very versatile vehicle it's a very nice vehicle uh it's kind of similar to a ford transit the the, you're able to remove the back seats from the vehicle and have kind of an open floor plan and you can you know put uh i still had my cart that i usually use it was a little higher heavier to lift uh into that car but uh that's the Probably my next choice if I needed if I was gonna get out of a transit again, I'd go back to a Honda element. Um I know Matt kind of earlier here in the chat was talking about a pickup truck. and I know I think that's what you currently use or we're using.
0: Where are you? I'm uh, glad you I'm out of that bad <laughs> <one>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what you were using a for uh, a pickup truck, correct?
0: Yeah, so I've been from an Astro van when I first started in oh uh, six. so I did an Astro van to a chevy hhr which i i really enjoyed the chevy hhr um and then to a pickup back to a chevy hhr and then um pickup to transit so yeah my obviously my favorite is a transit uh for good reason but to start with the astro i didn't fit outfit the astro van how i was supposed to honestly so Basically, all my tools were uh, at the, you know, just laying on the floor, you know, in the box, obviously. But I didn't use any of the vertical space of that vehicle. Uh, I was at that time living in an apartment. So a lot of some of the storage (laughs) was uh, in behind the seat. And then my tools were behind that, uh, I guess, that area. So it was moving around a lot. That was probably the worst vehicle Uh, mainly because of me and I wasn't setting it up properly, but it did have the space for sure. And it was small enough to get into those tight spots. Um,
1: Yeah. I mean, so I've worked out of at least pickup truck wise, a Ford Ranger and then also uh, an F one fifty. Okay. And the issue with the Ford Ranger was it had a bed cap on it and it was a solid bed cap and it would open all the way up. And, the issue was i had a cart that stands tall Mm -hmm. so i'd load the cart up and i'd have to lay it down on its back and every time i make a turn or Mm -hmm. accelerate a little too fat there were tools everywhere all the time uh and that was kind of the same issue that i was having with the f-150 and you know the cap for me for on, on a pickup truck um I just don't like the look of it. I guess that's <laughs> yeah, just it looks, not my thing.
0: It looks like uh, you're going camping or something, right? Yeah,
1: that, yeah. And I know it was a work vehicle, but it just it's just not my style. So um that was the two issues for me, and then plus the fuel mile my- or the gas mileage as well, with both of those, even the Ford Ranger being a four cylinder pickup truck. I mean, it was horrible. It was rear wheel drive, uh, and our Chicago winters, I mean Man. <laughs> brutal. Um, so gas mileage was horrible on that vehicle and the same thing with the f150 um, I was getting I don't know 910 miles to the gallon with that f150 loaded you know to the oh, gills. That's
0: crazy uh, it has the
1: v8. yeah v8 yeah it was a v8 and had some mud tires on it at the time and so oh. that you know didn't help as well but you know I, that's what I was working with that was the, the vehicles that I had at the time. Um, and so I kind of made them work but they were they just weren't the easiest to work out of. Um, I'm in and out of, uh, body shops, dealerships, showroom floors, uh, in the back of parking lots, trying to squeeze between cars. And when you have a big pickup truck and trying to, you know, navigate through a a parking lot and some of the lots that we do are, are jam packed, they're very tight. So I'd have to park maybe a block or two away and have to roll my cart down to the lot, but they just were very, uh, just not practical for, for what we do. And so at, at that point, I went through a couple other vehicles, and now I'm, like I said, in the transit. But that that was the biggest thing for me with pickup trucks.
0: Yeah, I I, I didn't prefer any any pickup truck. I was, it killed me, it killed my back, it killed everything. Only one access point. But with knowing all of this, Dave, we're gonna go over each one. Um, there is some stuff that I looked up on the Nissans, the Fords, and even the Mercedes. So we'll go over like the ones that we. Uh, to certain models a little bit of information of that but the, but from what we gather right we've worked on various different uh vehicles what do you prefer like like if you had to do it all over again what would you would start with
1: i would go straight for like a commercial cargo van style vehicle
0: okay and so what are you looking at when you when you uh when you decide that cargo van like what is what why what are the perks i guess functionability with
1: just meaning access to the things that i need in the back of it yeah uh and then two i'm i'm i'd have to go with just like style i like you know i would i want the fleet to look good and i want it to look like it's maintained and you know that they're quality vehicles um
0: so you don't think you get that out of a pickup truck i mean i agree it seems like the pickup truck correct yeah i agree
1: When I I think of pickup truck, I think of like contractor construction, Mm -hmm. uh, something when needing ladders or heavy equipment. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas our equipment, sometimes we have a lot of, but it's not as big and bulky as, you know, some things you would need for like construction for, with a pickup truck.
0: Nice. Nice. Well, I, I can tell you some of the disadvantages. I want to go over some of the disadvantages of the HHR. Anybody looking for the HHR is a very cheap vehicle, $2,000, $3,000. You can pick those things up for. Um, if you are a seasoned tech, you will run out of room very, very quickly. As soon as you put a hell light or a... a a hood stand on that you're now moving that to get to your tools almost every single time so that's the only reason why the hhr is still not in my fleet to this day is it's just not practical anymore for the amount of stuff and tools and uh that the guys carry and i think i carry like twice as much stuff as they carry so definitely uh not good for me um. Now, the pickup truck, uh, or it's, let's talk about the cargo van, why I feel as though it's best. You know, I feel, you know, you got a big billboard that you can letter up. I think you you can't get any vehicle that can do that. Uh, I think the maintenance is real low. It's a four-cylinder that actually, you can get it in four cylinders, but, and they can actually move out their own way. So, a lot of the pickup trucks, when you start to get, even the V6s, they're they they're real sluggish unless you get the, the EcoBoost ones, but. Um, maintenance obviously on the four cylinder, uh, I think it's a little cheaper, um, to, to maintain than some of the bigger uh vehicles. it just in tires, I mean, you can go get 70 80 tires. Um, the disadvantages I have of my cargo van currently, right now, is I do I pick up like my daughter and stuff. This is more like a personal thing, and to have uh, my daughter and maybe some of her stuff because she's young it just gets kind of tight in there now and i'm kind of like if i have one more kit <laughs> i'm gonna need to get something with four seats and a lot of times the cargo vans at least the transit connect don't really cater to the four seats and be able to do tools so that got to me looking into the like the matrix the the mercedes Benz. i think they call it a matrix mm-hmm. um they're not that more or the metris yeah. Metris, yeah the, okay. Yeah. You'll call it the Major. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and and the re you know, you may say that's a Mercedes it's crazy, but uh I have really good friends that work for Mercedes Benz. So maintenance will be really inexpensive for me. Uh so I can kind, uh, kind of touching back on on the commercial vehicle part. I mean
1: uh when I think of PDR it's a service business. And when I think of a Ford Transit or a commercial style vehicle, a smaller typical four cylinder um like Jonathan had said, or uh, George Gomez here had said the NV200 from Nissan. Um, any of those style of vehicles, I, when I think of a service business, heating and air, something like that, um, they're typically in the same style of vehicle we are. Um, and so that's what I think of when I'm pulling up to a dealership and going to the service lane or service drive. Mm-hmm. I'm in my service vehicle uh, there to, you know, to repair a car.
0: So you think the customers feel a different way about that?
1: I believe so as well. Yeah, I believe so.
0: Yeah, it's all image. I mean, you you'd be a fool to not think that image does not play a role in any of this. <laughs> if not, Instagram would not be as strong as they are, <laughs> based on images. <laughs> so, but um, but yeah, uh, I agree. Um, I mentally, I'm just like ready to work when I jump in my when I jump in my transit, uh, my pickup truck, which I still own it just sits there. I'm ready to kind of relax a little bit when I jump in that truck. Uh, it's just a little too plush for me to get to work, so, but but my my transit man, I am ready to attack the world when I when I start that bad boy up. Um so uh just having I guess just having a separate car, that's not your main car cuz I think they've uh even the Astro van was my main car, uh the truck was my main vehicle. So I think for you the truck and your Element was your main well, dual purpose. Yeah, a lot. Of, up
1: until uh, a couple of years ago, yeah, my service vehicle was also my personal vehicle. Yeah, and I know a lot of guys, uh, especially when getting into PDR, that's typically the scenario. That's the case. Um, they're lettering up typically their personal vehicle. Right. Um. So in the beginning, you know that I always wanted a commercial vehicle because I'm like, this is going to be part of my fleet. This is what's going to kind of. uh set me apart from the rest of the companies who are maybe not as organized or professional looking. And uh, so I went went out and I had some magnets made for the car with the company name on it, and I had uh, stickers made for the car and and put those on some of my vehicles. And, uh, you know, the feeling wasn't the same Mm -hmm. uh, until I was in a commercial vehicle with a a commercial professional billboard, a wrap on it, uh, promoting Mm -hmm. the company yeah that's when i felt like okay this is this is it like this is what's actually uh setting me apart from the rest or at mm-hmm. least making me look more professional
0: uh, as a company yeah for sure for sure i mean I, like i said i think it's all i think you can see the benefits of it you feel better i i 100 agree with you um and that's why my main vehicle was an national van i mean i'm 21 22 years old and my only vehicle is an astro van that i'm picking my girlfriend up in (laughs) that was hard that said the company name in the biggest (laughs) letters you could possibly see and they were reflective too so (laughs) i I, I couldn't do anything about it you know that you knew i was coming from a mile away um so but yeah yeah uh definitely um recommend getting a, a vehicle um and lettering up, not the magnets. Um, do you look at comfort, Dave? Uh, so when I decided
1: to make the decision to go commercial vehicle, mm-hmm. um, there were three that I was looking at. And it's kind of the big three that are still, I think, out there right now. Uh, mercedes wasn't as prevalent with their commercial vehicles they just started like kind of rolling them out but they were still like 45 fifty thousand dollars and i'm like that's ridiculous <laughs> for a commercial vehicle um so i had a local detailer here who had a dodge uh ram pro master city okay which is equivalent to the Nissan nv200 and equivalent to the ford transit connect um and i just felt that the interior of the Dodge was not as up to par with the Fords. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Ford Transit just had a little more, I felt like I was still kind of more in a car rather than an actual commercial vehicle. Um, The, the trim was just kind of, I think a little bit cheaper to to me, a cheaper feeling to me. Uh, And so that, that was kind of what deterred me from that. Uh, Next I did look at Nissan NV200 the the way it drove for me was not it just didn't feel like it handled well it felt kind of flimsy and loose and not like well put together uh and with how windy it his, is here in chicago uh, it felt like i was just going to get blown right off the road there was no actual like solidness to the vehicle and then i drove the ford transit and I, that was game over it felt comfortable i felt like i was in a car already um it was kind of just the overall best bang for the buck i mean they were all kind of relatively in the same price range and this one was kind of giving me everything that i wanted
0: yeah i i 100 agree when i just looked at the nissan i said it's it's too narrow uh i just don't see how that would work on the highway at you know yeah I mean, the rear
1: axles look very small i mean the these little tires yeah. that are um you know are just attached to it and it just kind of doesn't seem like if I need to get out to an account um, or a customer in the winter, and there or there is snow on the ground, that this thing isn't going to have any uh, power or enough to yeah. get through some of these brutal streets. Yeah. So that's what really deterred me uh, from the Nissan. And then the Dodge was kind of I was up in the air, Dodge or Ford. And I remember putting a couple posts up on some of the Facebook groups uh, right before I got the vehicle, and there was kind of just a big debate between the Dodge and the Ford. Uh, and it was just kind of personal preference. And, and like I said, uh, the comfort was there, the reliability was there, the price was there, uh, the gas mileage was there. And then the space for what I was going to actually be using it for, uh, was perfect. So that's what led me to that decision.
0: Nice. Well, uh, I want to show you guys a video of Hudson just sent over a video of his setup on a, um, Nissan MV 200, right? That's what they call them. So, his is a nice setup. You can probably do it to the transits and all that stuff. If you haven't seen it, let me go ahead and play this video. Hopefully, you guys can hear the sound. because I think he explains a lot of stuff in the video, and I wanted to quickly share this with you guys. So, I'm just going to play it real quick. Let me know, guys, if you can hear the sound. can you hear that Dave
1: that's very quiet
0: uh, it's, it's quiet okay well I'll just kind of go over what he said <laughs> no one can hear it.
1: But I, you know and I, I know he's posted his setup before uh, yeah. online a couple of the, the Facebook groups that are PDR related um, but if you guys, for the ones who aren't watching the video and listening to this, uh, he's got a ramp in the, in the back of his NV, and it's a ramp that is able to actually fold out of the backside of the, uh, the car and allow for his TDN cart to kind of just smoothly roll out. And then on the left-hand side, he has some, uh, Viper pullout drawers, um, that he's able to put extra miscellaneous tools, longer rods that maybe aren't on his cart. And then he has just, I think, accessory drawer and stuff like that. So,
0: yeah, I really like that because uh, you know, I think the van, uh, you you know, or just what we do as a door ding door ding guys, you know, we're in our vehicles five, six, seven times, probably even more because we almost on every other repair, I'm going back to my vehicle to grab something else. I may have forgot, or now I need the glue kit, so I'm going back to my vehicle. So I need everything to be at a quick grab. So, you know, on my left doors. Yeah, my left doors has my glue pulling kit. My right doors has all my tips, accessories, buffers, anything that I need to add to the on the accessory side. Um, that's on my my right side. And my back door has my, you know, the 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 um lights, the, the extension cords, the rods. And so at any given time I can run in my van, quickly grab something, and then and then run back to the repair. I know hail guys that work out of, you know, Corvettes. <laughs> And it's because when they set up, they're not moving for another month. You know, the tools tend to stay there. They don't have to pack them up as as frequently as uh as uh, as we do. So if you guys do chase hill, maybe a pickup or something like that is might be a better option. More space, maybe comfort is you know is is at a premium for you guys. Like that's that's the most important thing for you. Um, I think I was talking with. Uh, Christian, and he was talking about his pickup. Now that he does a lot of uh, dealership work, he was kind of filling it on the pickup, just going back and forth to the bed. It, it it's taxing on your body. Um, just try to reaching over the bed all the time, and, and only have that one access point where you got to pull more stuff out to get to the stuff in the back.
1: So yeah. you're you're very limited with that. I mean, to can, trying to reach into a six and a half or eight foot bed out of a pickup truck uh, can be pretty taxing. And what's nice about uh, the Ford Transit, it does have doors, or at least my model does have has access doors on each side. So sometimes if I'm in a tight space, and um, I think Lee from Dead Dinking kind of said too, he's in, in Los Angeles, which is you yeah. know densely populated, especially during rush hour traffic or just traffic or people in general um, he could fit into very tight spaces. And a lot of times I'll have to pull to one side and maybe can't get the back doors open or the side door open, but I can from the other one. And I'm able to still get into the vehicle and get what I need out. Um, mm-hmm. the, the versatility of having those three access points makes things a lot easier.
0: Yep. So, um, do you, do you track the calls that, uh, you get from a commercial, uh, vehicle from lettering up your vehicle?
1: No, not, I mean, typically, no, they're just a lot of times, Hey, uh, we're calling, we saw one of your vehicles on the expressway or, Hey, Mm -hmm. is this you on such and such street? Can you pull over and look at the, you know, at the Mm -hmm. car? Um, or, you know, I see one of your vehicles driving somewhere and they're not necessarily tracked, but I mean, throughout the year, there's definitely at least 10 to, I would say over the course of a year, 10 to 20 customers that have called due just due to the vehicle alone.
0: I. I would say the ones that flag you down, there's a very slim chance they're going to get any work done to work with you. Uh, but the ones that you said, Dave, you know, that call you two or three days uh, after they see your vehicle, hey, you know, I saw your vehicle last week. I wrote jot down your number. Um, those are tend to be you know, um, you know, uh, customers that you know are willing to get the work done, or maybe have have been to your website, and so don't think of uh, lettering up your vehicle as like marketing Think of it as like branding. And so the ROI just, just can't be measured the same way as just tracking phone calls. Um, but if, if you go this route every day uh, at eight o'clock, you probably the same 200, 300, 400 people see you, you know, give or take a couple of times a year. Now when they need a PDR company, it's just familiar to them, to you know, oh, I think I've seen their, one of their trucks on the road. Uh, you know, I see Michael and Sons. This is a famous uh, HVAC company over here. But I see Michael and Sons trucks on the road. I don't watch TV, so I'm not into the commercials. But as soon as my mom said I need some 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 uh, work done, I said, hey, you know, call Michael and Sons and get a quote. That's simply because I got I I, uh, I saw the truck, <laughs> so. I think it's, you know, track it as a, on a branding scale, uh, and then obviously credibility, um, to the customers, because again, as much as people don't want to admit it, you don't go and put a red shirt on and, uh, then, then, you know, uh, pink pants and, you know, like image does play a little bit of the role. into what we do. Uh, yeah. And
1: uh, Matt said here, um, If you're doing retail and have a wrapped vehicle, if you're servicing a customer uh, in their neighborhood, do you occasionally return to that neighborhood to service other customers shortly after? And I said it definitely does occur. Mm -hmm. Um, It's nice to be able to know you kind of lock down a section of a neighborhood just because you service one customer and then someone's walking their dog or, you know, happened to snap a photo of your car. And like you just said, called a couple days after. Hey, I saw you working on my neighbor's car. Mm -hmm. I was just wondering, what do you guys do or how does this work? And uh, it it definitely does
0: help. Uh, when you have a, uh, a purposed vehicle, you know, uh, when you're out of a, of a, you know, even, I think you probably, I mean, how did you, you went from an element to a transit. And so I went from like a lettered up H-E- HHR, which was the panel version. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it almost looked a little commercial and then to, a, to a transit or a truck, but I never let it up my truck. So how, I mean, how was the transition from the element with a sticker compared to a nice wrap uh, transit, Dave?
1: Uh, when servicing, I mean, just kind of hearing from body shops and dealerships like, oh, you know, like not, they saw the the passion that, you know, was being taken by the company just with that vehicle alone, that pulling up to their business. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great feeling um, knowing that, you know, I'm in a commercial vehicle that any other company uh, established company would be using that's lettered up correctly. It has the logo, the the name. Uh, what we do on the vehicle as well, that feeling just, it's its part of like, you know, like we've talked about before, appearance affecting sales. Like it, it definitely does uh, make you feel better as a business owner, a technician, uh, you know, and I think it also makes your customers feel better as well.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people want to see you invest back into the business. I mean, when I go into a body shop and it's just ran over, they can't even throw paint on the wall. I'm like, man, this is not a place I want to be at. I don't even want to go to the bathroom there. But then we get something that's not a, maybe not a new shop, but you can tell they at least vacuum every night and keep it real clean. Um, you know, there's something to be said about that. Um, there let's see there's another question I wanted to touch on. Oh, so this is supposed to be about like which vehicle? So I think we narrowed it down for Doording type guy. It's cargo vans all the way, right? Can we agree upon yeah. that? All right. So which cargo, I know you don't like the Nissan, you know, don't prefer the Nissan. I mean, we don't have anything bad to say about it. We we don't own them. Uh, We love the Transits. You have one. I have two about to go buy another one. So I'll have three ton of them uh, that we're familiar with. Uh, What's another vehicle that may have caught your eye that was maybe your second or third choice? uh, Dave
1: so actually uh a ford flex that's what i was looking at before a ford flex is what i was looking at before the transit out of the element i was i was very like i didn't know which way i wanted to go i was looking at other pickup trucks i was looking
0: Mm
1: at uh i was looking at all type like types of vehicles and looking at what other guys had to and work out of um and you know i like i said i settled on the transit but the ford flex was I couldn't do a minivan like that's not yeah. my style Yeah, because um, at the, you know at that point too, it was still going to be kind of a work vehicle and personal um, at the time. So I still wanted something and then I kind of just bit the bullet and said, you know what, if I'm going to be driving around outside of work anyway, it's probably not anywhere important grocery <laughs> store <laughs> and ever. So I just, you know, I bit the bullet yeah. and went with the transit. Um, you but yeah, I, I, say it again.
0: Was it a good decision? It was a great. It was the best decision. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, and I, I when we picked this topic, I didn't even realize the hail side of things either. Sometimes I always forget that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think a commercial vehicle would be good for you know a, a hail chaser. I think maybe having either something a little bit bigger or maybe a little more comfort just due to the traveling alone.
0: Yeah, I I think a truck and a trailer might be more beneficial than a commercial vehicle because. I know mentally, if you're just literally just in a, in a work vehicle, like for seven, eight months out of the year, you know, cargo van. Uh, I was just trying to have a meeting and the lady was like, what are you got me on speaker? I'm like, I have you on Bluetooth, but, you know, I can hear everything like it's not an insulated vehicle. Uh, so I would love to conduct my vehicle. I mean, my meetings in my pickup truck where I don't hear my tools rolling around in the back. So, I, I know a bunch of guys who have the pickups or the SUVs as, uh, you know, the hail um, vehicles. And then they maybe attach a little uh, eight-foot trailer, enclosed trailer. They can letter that up, park it into a nice, be a nice billboard, uh, keep some supplies in there. Because they tend to get bigger tents. They have a little bit more supplies on the setup side. I mean, they got guys running around here with Segways and little scooters to pass out cards and stuff. Um, but you know, whatever your setup is, um, I think the truck and trailer is probably more beneficial. On, so on when you track. say
1: truck, are you seeing like a jacked up diesel on like 35s? And
0: well, you know, pull, that, pull, that that's, uh, pulling pull a, the, uh, you know, a toy hauler, uh, and, uh. <laughs> truck now, you know, that's the staple vehicle. But, yeah, I mean, you can get a little bit more uh, personal with that vehicle because then they may not see that vehicle. They want to see, you know, you, your setup, and the, perform the work. A lot of hell guys just work on the back. They don't even talk to the customer. They just literally push. So if, if you can drive the truck that you want to, or, heck, I always say, man, I wish I could just ride a motorcycle, a nice little street glide in the work. That would be uh, beautiful. Now, I don't have that luxury. I'm still uh, somewhat on a mobile side. So, uh, you know, maybe that day will come soon. But <laughs> I uh, envy the guys that, that can just drive a motorcycle, even ride a bike or, or, or uh, don't have to go too far for work and drive an a, a actual work vehicle. So... I'm looking at the Matrix. So my car is, I keep calling it the Matrix. What is it? The Metrix or something?
1: The yeah. Met- Metris. Man,
0: I'm, I'm not going to buy the car because I can't pronounce the name.
1: The Mercedes vehicle, correct? <laughs> yeah. The commercial.
0: Yeah, the commercial vehicle. They lowered the price. Again, I get the hookups on the maintenance. So uh, it's a bigger vehicle. Um, the glass guy actually has one. So I was able to just drive it around. And uh has a decent amount of space. So if you guys are looking for more space, uh, I believe Bryce like had a um, Dodge Caravan, um, but the, the, their version of the cargo side of it. And I'm like, man, I don't think he could fit everything in a transit. I think he just needs a little bit, like another foot, foot and a half. And so just, just thinking, I'm like, man, you know, I think um, that uh, Mercedes-Benz vehicle will probably be that in between. As I accumulate more tools. I like to keep my tools on me, not in the garage somewhere. So, uh, And then, the, you know, the hood stands, the hail lights. I like to run with all of it because customers will call me. Not customers, but really body shops will call you and say, hey, I got a car. And you get there and it's a hail car. And you're like, all right, I got three hours. I can possibly get started. But, you know, working off of one unlimited light is you're going to struggle with. Uh, so I like to keep everything on deck.
1: Now, these are all the four-cylinder versions of these vehicles. Yes. what about now and i i know you probably worked on them or seen them before what about like the 1500s or oh, yeah. like
0: that oh. next style uh the, tra- the transit not the connect so yeah well either
1: one yeah so like the ford transit has a 1500 nissan has their version i guess of a 1500 mm-hmm. uh commercial vehicle it's actually i think like on a uh nissan titan like yeah. frame or something right. like that so uh and now i've looked at i was looking at those as well but they were re- uh, re- rear wheel drive and a lot of times here, that just doesn't cut it with snow and and ice here in Chicago. So uh, that was kind of a drawback for me, just being rear wheel drive. I'd rather have front wheel drive. Uh, and and I think just for the price and the amount of space, it was just going to be more practical to go with the smaller Ford Transit Connect. So that's what I ended up doing. Uh, and like I said, no turning back.
0: Yeah, I like the Pro Masters, like the the bigger step up. It mm-hmm. was a little like smaller um but bigger vehicle uh that would be my second choice because the the actual transit i think the transit 150 they're not that much uh difference in price i think another like three to four thousand dollars more and you just get that much more real estate for like you know advertising your billboard um you know more to wrap uh and then you can kind of hook up that smaller trailer to it you know i have a trailer so i'm like man i you know that's one of the options that i'm thinking about um is that that what you just said the Transit connect then you can get a little bit more power you can get the eco boost six liter you know and and run like 13s or 12s i think at 12s they got them bag on cargo vans running so you can have a little fun (laughs) you can do some dip burnouts you know (laughs) but yeah that i i uh I don't know. That may be my next vehicle because looking at my transit right now, I'm like, wow, I need a hood stand. I need to put my light in here. One more light. And I'm like, man, I I don't know if I, uh, I think I'm maxing on my, my, my transit right now, actually. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: there was a tech that I was working. He was on the lot next to mine a couple of years ago and he had the, the, uh, the Ram ProMaster and I think it was like the 1500. Okay. And he was able to put his cart in there. It had a ramp in the back. Uh, It had size on each side with shelving units. Um, And then he was also able to actually work on, so just behind the seats, he was able to fit a full hood stand with a hood on there. So if it did end up raining or something like that, or if he was maybe working on hail uh, at a shop, he was able to actually take the hood off and work on it in the back of the ProMaster 1500. But the thing was, um, uh, Jonathan kind of said here too, it was Pretty big for the lots, so you know, making some of those tight corners and stuff like that, he couldn't do. He had to actually uh, p- kind of work his way or map his way through the lot mm-hmm. uh, just for just for his car alone. So there's that was like so one of the, the of
0: You know, the bigger the vehicle, the bigger the blind spot. When you get into these commercial, you know, with no windows and stuff like that. No. Uh, there's actually an estimator that does that. I think he works for State Farm, and he he drives around an express van. You know, keeps it on because I think he gets gas for free and he keeps it on. He writes, he has a literally table printer, everything set up like a mobile office. And he sits in there and he, you know, just, uh, you know, gets the estimates done. So I don't know, maybe if you're a hail guy, maybe the cargo would work. Uh, especially if you can set up little mobile offices, if you're dealing with uh, customers or, or doing some type of uh, mobile, there's so many different avenues with like hail, there's guys that run the customers' houses that the insurance, you know, sets up for. Uh there's guys that work in a dealership and they don't even see the 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 sun <laughs> during the day. And I mean there's body shops. Uh there's so much uh so much. Oh uh push and polish is something about uh insurance. Um is there anything did your insurance go up when you switch vehicles? How did your insurance look?
1: Uh, it did, but that's because I it was now a commercial policy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that didn't affect things a little bit. It wasn't just buying a commercial vehicle and slapping regular uh, personal insurance on it. I knew that I was going to be, uh, and we talked about this before, where I didn't I didn't know that I was going to have to do it. But like I knew there was probably going to be some changes. Um, getting business insurance or commercial vehicle insurance was one of the things that did change. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I think it went up just a little bit.
0: And that's also something, um, you know, there's a lot of people who, I guess, you know, don't want to dwell on a negative. But, you know, there's a lot of guys that will uh, kind of fake accidents on commercial vehicles. So you have to watch out for that. Even if you are in an accident in a commercial vehicle, people just tend to think differently. Um, so pick your insurance <laughs> wisely, you know. You get I have, no, a, personal, I have a, a personal
1: injury attorney friend and I've heard plenty of cases.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And, I mean, as soon as they see, oh, it's a business, okay, all right, you got that good old insurance, you know. So um, that may be a, 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 an issue with you letter up, and they may not make sense. I mean, AZ pretty much spelled it out for you guys, you know. Letting up the vehicle is just peace of mind uh, for the customer, branding, all that stuff. Does it get more business? I would say not really.
1: <laughs> and Curtis said here too, no matter what you drive, the customer gets a look inside the vehicle and it's disorganized mess that never looks good. So keep your trucks organized. I brought on an organizer, a passenger seat organizer a couple of weeks ago. So you take a look at that. Um, yeah. I mean, I've been, I've seen, you know, some guys vehicles and I, I'm very OCD when it comes to my cars, but uh, you know, just papers on the passenger floorboard or, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, like old, you know, bags on the floorboard. And it's just, it's not a good look. Uh, like you said, if a customer does get a glimpse, you know, if you go to that passenger seat, because I actually keep, uh, there's a spot on the dash in the transit where I keep all the business cards and it's in the dash. So a lot of times I'm opening up that door and that whole passenger side is typically clean. Uh, so if they do get a glimpse inside, they know that the, the inside, the front is organized as well as they could see when we're pulling out the tools that the back
0: is organized as well. Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, do you have HOA problems with rat vehicles? Majority of the time, I think you will. Uh, I actually seeked out a house or actually, all my houses do not have HOA uh, associations. Um, so I, I was in the clear, I can put a dump truck in the back of my house. They wouldn't, they wouldn't care. Um, but Dave, have you experienced any of that issue? I think you were talking about it at one point.
1: Uh, I own my home here. There's no issue here, no uh, but th- I know that there are, you know, yeah. those issues. So you just got to check with your, you know, building or, or, landlord or whatever it may be, your HOA, yeah. but that, um, sometimes, state- even, even city parking here as well. Commercial, commercial vehicle on city streets sometimes in certain neighborhoods, uh, can be an issue. So,
0: yeah. So that will weigh heavily on really that the only way to know is, well, I don't know because transit, uh, is a commercial vehicle. The change connect is not, you can't even finance under just a standard uh, financing. It has to go into commercial financing. Uh, so I don't know. As soon as you run, I mean, I have tags that state, I think it's truck. It's not a car or it's just says truck uh, or the numbers uh, dictate. Uh, it just says truck. So, and I remember buying trying to, you know, looking for different houses. And that was a question I had to ask my realtor uh, before I, you know, even went to go see the houses. Hey, how's the association? Um, and can you put, keep uh, personal vehicles on the property or, or, or on the street? And I think about 80% of them was like, no, you got to keep it in a garage. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Sorry. So, wow. I didn't even think about that. So that may be an issue guys. Uh, yeah. To, to think about, um, and in that regard, you maybe you want to go with something a little more discreet, like a, like a pickup truck and just, you know, well, yeah.
1: yeah and that i mean that's an issue here too A b truck plates sometimes you're not allowed in, in certain neighborhoods to park uh pickup trucks on the street you know so you just got to obviously be conscious of where you live mm-hmm. uh you know if some of these are going to be issues then obviously don't go with that vehicle
0: mm-hmm you want I'll see Yeah.
1: And push and polish was talking about the magnets and I had some magnets made and then I threw them on the side of the element, like I said, and, but it's, it's not the same. You Uh do not get the same effect. You don't get the same feeling. Uh, It's not the same look uh, whatsoever.
0: This, you know, push and polish was also talking about, you know, most guys, you you normally work underneath another business, so they don't really want you to come with like a lettered up vehicle. And that's absolutely true. I, I, the, 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 10 guys that I normally have come in when hail hits, Uh, you know, I give them t-shirts and stuff like that so they can, uh, you know, be employees, you know, they're temporary employees for the business. Um, but yeah, but most, some guys, you know, will set up shops at parking lots or or get in with these body shops and, uh, have the signage that the body shop needs to, to capture that customer. So sometimes it can be, uh, beneficial. And sometimes it just all depends on how your hail is structured. Like how do you actually capture that work? Um, cause if you're set up, if you're mainly to go to the dealership, then the dealership, if, if the car comes in, a customer comes in I'm like, I have hell damage. They want to say, Hey, go to the guy with the, with the vehicle or the tent, the, 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 the uh, trailer back there, you'll see it. It says hell damage. So that, that probably be more of a play in their favor to have, have it lettered up. Um, but let's uh let's wrap it up uh Dave you want to go on the sponsors you guys if you have any questions in the chat while Dave goes over the sponsors uh you know feel free to you know uh ask the questions and we'll answer it before we head out so, yeah,
1: like we said in the beginning of the show, we do have uh, a couple new sponsors here to the show. Uh, Dentcraft PDR Tools, Blem Tool Company, and Mobile Tech Rx now sponsoring uh, these live Q&A shows for the PDR workshop. So we want to thank you guys. And if you want to support them uh, and help them support us, that would be greatly appreciated by us.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to wait to some more <laughs> questions coming. Anyone that we didn't tap uh, touch on, Dave? Uh, I can't say we don't. All right. Well, guys, I want to thank you for joining us on episode 56. Uh, push your Polish, happy birthday. Uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, you can do that too. <clears throat> well, guys, thank you for joining us on episode 56. Uh, hopefully, this has been informative for you guys and you got some information out of it. Uh, stick with the transit. Stick with the smaller cargo vans. It should be enough space. Uh, And uh, we'll see you guys on the next uh, live show. Peace.